Hello, welcome to God Day. I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. And today I want to talk about <coughs> the sacrifice of praise or the sacrifice of thanksgiving and how important this is in our life. In fact, this, uh, in the Hebrew, this, there's a special word that communicates this called tauda. So I want to talk about tauda in our life today. In, in fact, there are two types of thanksgiving. Uh, the normal thanksgiving and the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And of the two, the sacrifice of thanksgiving is the highest form. And uh, the difference is essentially that when God does something for you it, and it's been manifested in your life, it's only right, it's only proper, it's only good manners to actually give thanks, um, to acknowledge that God is the source. Thank you, Lord, for my job. Thank you for the house that I live in. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the food that I'm eating. Um, that is normal thanksgiving. When God has given you something, you thank him for it. And when people give something to you, to you, you should thank them for it. And uh, that is, of course, we understand. Although some people struggle to even give normal thanksgiving. But the sacrifice of thanksgiving is on a higher level. And, and in a sense, it's a sacrifice because to do so requires faith. Um, and we actually have to overcome our flesh in doing so. Um, the difference would be like this. When something is promised to us, but we don't see it yet, then our, our flesh really only want, is only really w willing to thank, uh, thank God when, when it's actually manifested, when the answer comes through, when the healing comes through, whenever the blessing that we've been asking for happens, then of course we, we thank God. And uh, even our flesh is, is happy enough to do that. But when all we have is God's promise, but no manifestation, then our flesh is, doesn't, you know, our flesh kind of says, well, when I see it, when it happens in, in the natural, then I'll give thanks. And the sacrifice of thanksgiving is actually giving thanks to God in advance before we see the answer based on his promise. So for example, imagine a father says to his son, son, I'm going to, I, I, I promise you that you're going to get a bicycle for your birthday. Now, if the son trusts his father and believes that promise, uh, then as far as he's concerned, it's as good as done. He knows his father is good to his word, and therefore he has his promise, that's as good as having the actual answer, and so he will thank his father right then, thank you dad, because he believes that it's his. If however he doesn't trust his father, his attitude will be, okay, I'll wait and see if you actually do it, and then I'll thank you, you see. But what God really wants from us is the sacrifice of thanksgiving, tauda, which is we're thanking God based on his promise, based on his faithfulness, based on his character. And that's why it's also called a sacrifice of praise, you see, because the difference between thanksgiving and praise, in thanksgiving we thank God for what he's done for us, what he's doing for us, what he will do for us, 
whereas praise is just to do with who God is, his character. Uh, but when you are giving a sacrifice of thanksgiving, you're thanking God that he is faithful to keep his promise to you, you're actually giving him praise. You're not just thanking him that he will fulfill his promise to you, you're actually praising him because that, that thanksgiving is, come, is an act of praise because it's based on his faithfulness. You're showing confidence in who he is. And so when we are just waiting for the manifestation and we won't thank God in advance, we're at a very low level of faith. Uh, but God is calling us into Tauda to give a, th a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And God says he'll do wonderful things when we do that. Psalm 50, 23 gives a wonderful promise. And for me, this is the definitive verse on Tauda. And then we'll look at some examples just to encourage you. Whoever offers praise, he says, and this word here is Tauda. Whoever offers Tauda, whoever offers the sacrifice of thanksgiving glorifies me. You see, you're praising God, you're glorifying God by showing that confidence in God. Before you see the answer, you are thanking him that he's working in your life. And to him who orders his conduct to write, I will show the salvation of God. Now, sadly, that's not a very good translation because the translator doesn't really get what's going on here. Um, it's actually, let me give you a literal translation. It says, who, whoever offers the sacrifice of praise, the sacrifice of thanksgiving, glorifies me, and to him... Uh, who orders a, his conduct to write. Literally, it is to him who establishes a way. I will show the salvation of God. And what this is saying is, to him who offers the sacrifice of thanksgiving, they are establishing a way. They are establishing a road, if you like, a highway in the spirit through which God can flow, through which God can move to demonstrate or to show the salvation of God. The salvation of God is the, is the answer, is the manifested answer. But for that answer to come from the Spirit and be manifested needs a highway, needs a road. And by giving the sacrifice of thanksgiving, we don't just glorify God, but we open up a highway, if you like, through which God's power can flow to bring the promise to pass. And often what's missing, people pray about things, but they don't move into Tauda. So you, you, you're praying for a situation, or maybe just as simple as a situation that's bothering you. You're worried about it. The Bible says, cast your care on the Lord. Lord, I commit this situation to you. I trust you to work. And, and in Philippians 4, it says, give all your anxieties to God and with prayer and thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. That thanksgiving is important. So having given it to God, then you need to move into Tauda. You need to start saying, thank you, Lord. I've given the situation to you. You are now working in this situation. You are now giving me the wisdom. If you want me to do something, you'll show me what to do, but I'm trusting in you. And I thank you that you're working this out for, for me. And you are leading me and guiding me 
in this situation. So you, you move into thanksgiving. Before you see the answer, you express your faith in the faithfulness of God that he's working. That glorifies God, that pleases God, and that releases God to work. You are creating that highway through which God can work in your life. And God is very pleased with that kind of thanksgiving. Well, the classic example of Tauda is the story of Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20. Uh, when we read the first few verses, he talks about this huge army coming across from uh, Jordan to, uh, against Jehoshaphat. Three, at least three different nations joining together. And uh, it says in verse 3 that Jehoshaphat feared and he set himself to seek the Lord and he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judea. And they gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And um, then as the nation gathers to seek God, a prophecy comes forth, the word of the Lord, the promise of God. Verse 15, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but God's. In other words, God's going to fight for you. And he, he gives instructions. You will go down against them uh, and the prophet says they'll come up by the ascent of Ziz you, and you'll find them at this place. And then he says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of God. So God is promising you um, that God is going to fight for you. Uh, although you have, they had to be obedient to God, but God would do the heavy lifting. He would do the hard, the hard thing. They just had to be obedient. They had to go to this location. But God says, you're not on your own. I'm with you. I will deliver you. He says, see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. God is with us. Hallelujah. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord your God is with you. Jehoshaphat bowed his head and they all worshipped the Lord. And so they, in this crisis, they sought the Lord and God gave them that promise. Okay, and it's what you do in the time between receiving God's promise and the manifestation that is crucial. And Jehoshaphat, in verse 21, he appointed those who would sing to the Lord, the song leaders, to praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. That's the sacrifice of praise. Notice they didn't wait for God to defeat their enemy before they started praising God. God actually required them to start praising God. Somehow Jehoshaphat knew this was the thing to do, to start praising God. And he's really praising God, it says, for his mercy endures forever. His mercy is his covenant faithfulness, his covenant love. So what they are doing is saying, God, you... As our covenant partner, you have made a promise to us that you're going to fight for us. And so we're not going to wait till we see it with our eyes. We are going to thank you now. We're going to thank you now, Lord. Why don't you thank God right Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you that you're going to give me a great day today. You're going to show me the way I should do. You'll show me what to do. You'll show me who to talk to today. Lord, that I have your wisdom today. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to move my life forward today, that you're going to do good things in my life, in my family today. And thank God. 
that he will lead you through the day. Thank him before you see it rather than, well, do thank him afterwards by all means, but don't wait till you see it before you thank God. And so they were thanking God based on his covenant faithfulness, his mercy, his steadfast love endures forever. This is the sacrifice of praise before they even saw the results. In the natural, they were walking out to a vastly superior army who was going to massacre them. But yet they thanked God that he was going to fight for them. And it says in verse 30, 22, it tells us that this thanksgiving of, of praise was crucial to their victory because it says, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the people of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir who had come against Judah and were defeated. And it says that, um, that they all actually ended up fighting one another. But notice that crucial point is that when they began to sing and give praise and give thanks, that's when the God moved. So somehow through, he, it links the two. In other words, their thanking God was vital to their victory because God had given the promise but it's only because they believed it and then they thanked God for it. They gave the sacrifice of thanksgiving. It's like they opened up the highway through which God could move. And so as he moved, God, uh, as they did, did that, God moved and fulfilled his promise and defeated their enemies for them. They didn't have to fight in that battle, praise God. But notice, the tauda was necessary. And when you thank God, say, I think a lot of times people miss answers to prayer because they'll pray, they'll ask God, but they really have no confidence that God's going to actually hear their prayer. And so there's no thanksgiving at all. It, and kind of their inner attitude is, well, let's see if God does anything. I hope he does, but, but there's no faith there, you see. But when you make that prayer and then you say, thank you, Lord, you are now on that case. You, are, you heard my prayer and you are now moving. Then you open up a highway, as it were, through which God can move to fulfill it. It's only when, Jehosh, when they started to sing and praise God did the victory start to happen. As soon as they sung and gave those praises, hallelujah, then it started to happen. Praise God. Well, it says in Psalm 110, enter his gates with thanksgiving. That's the word tauda. We Part of entering into God's presence is tauda and his courts with pray, praise, that's uh, tehillah. And so we must, uh, this should be part of our prayer life. I think if we're in the natural, we tend to, you know, just thank God according to what we see with our eyes. But we need to go deeper than that. We need to thank God for fulfilling all his promises before we see it. Hebrews uh, says, Hebrews 13, verse 15, let us continually, this should be our lifestyle, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise, Tauda, which is the fruit of our lips, confessing his name. You see, we, it's based on his character. It's not based on what our eyes can see. It's based on his character, confessing his name. Lord, you're my healer. And Lord, I've asked you for healing. And I thank you now that your healing power is working in my body 
to make me whole, to drive out sickness, to drive out weakness. And I thank you for it, Lord. And you don't wait till you feel better before you start thanking him. If you've received his promise, start thanking him now. And that opens the door, as I say, for God to then to move. Thank him, for, confess his name. Lord, you're my healer. And I thank you that you are healing me now. Lord, you're my victory. And I thank you that you are giving me the victory over my flesh, over sin, over these circumstances right now. Thank him before you see it. That's the sacrifice of praise. Praise God. And so another, another example of this is actually Jonah. It's interesting, the story of Jonah, uh, you know how he was uh, thrown overboard. And uh, what happened uh, is uh, that he was drowning. Uh, and you, you can read about it in Jonah chapter 2. He was drowning and he actually died. If you take the, the words literally, he actually died. And his body went down to the bottom of the ocean and he went down into Hades. And then it says that this fish, this big fish came up and scooped up his body to transport his body uh, back to land. And, but after three days, God resurrected Jonah and uh, he wakes up inside this big fish. And uh, it, let's just, just, just read that in Jonah 2. It says, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. This is after the three days. And he said, and he, he then recounts what he's been through. Um, he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol, that's Hades, I cried. So he's, he's talking about his prayer even in Hades. And you heard my voice, for you cast me into the deep, into the ocean, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. This is him drowning. All your billows and waves passed over me. Then I said, I've been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. Somehow Jonah knew that God was going to raise him out of this terrible situation. Uh, the waters surrounded me, even to my soul. This is to the point of death. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. He's reached the sea floor now. I went down, and now he keeps going down because he's left his body. He goes down to the moorings of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. He's now going into Hades. Yet you have brought up my life from the pit. So now he's, this is his prayer. Now he's, he's back in the fish. You've brought up my life from the pit. Oh, Lord, my God, when my soul fainted within me, that's when he died, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. And here we are in verse 9. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. Now, if you think about it, here's Jonah. Yes, he's come out of Hades, but now he's in this fish's belly. Things are still pretty bad. Okay, uh, but somehow he's in faith that God's going to deliver him, but he's not out of trouble yet. He's, he's in the belly of a great shark or, or a whale and very acid environment, not pleasant at all. What's he going to do? Well, he actually says, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. 
he offers the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. What's he doing? He, before he actually is safe, he is giving a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And he's also saying, I'll pay what I vowed. In other words, I will obey you this time. I will go and preach to the Assyrians. If you get me out of here, I will be obedient to you. But notice, he thanks God in advance. Salvation is of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're getting me out of this fish's belly. You are getting me to safety, and I thank you for it. And he gave God the thanks before he even saw that result. And then it says, verse 10, I want you to notice, so, we miss that word so, don't we? So, the Lord spoke to the fish. Notice, the Lord spoke to the fish after Jonah gave that sacrifice of thanksgiving. He gave the sacrifice of thanksgiving, so, in other words, in response to that sacrifice of thanksgiving, God moved. So I think we are blocking God often because we are not giving this. When God gives his promise to us, we, we, we kind of say, oh, well, I'll wait to see if it really happens. And then you've just blocked God's working. God expects faith from you. God expects you to thank him. Okay, God, you've promised it. I don't see it yet, but I thank you that you are working. You are going to bring your promise to pass because you're faithful. And so the Lord spoke to the fish. In response to the sacrifice of thanksgiving, it opened the door for God to move, in other words. And the fish vomited Jonah onto dry land. Hallelujah. And so we've seen with Jehoshaphat, we've seen with Jonah, the importance of the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Not waiting till you see the answer before you thank God, but thanking him in advance because you have his promise. The last example I want to give you is Paul and Silas in Acts 16, 26, 20, 25. It says, At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to him. So Paul and Silas were in prison, and actually in a very nasty prison too. It was not nice. They were all chained up, and this was you know, a very dangerous situation, and it was midnight. So that's a picture, if you like, of total darkness, total um, spiritual darkness as well. It's, it's almost like Satan would be saying to them, I, I got you this time, and it seemed hopeless. But yet, what were Paul and Silas doing? Were they were they waiting till God got them out of this before they started having a praise time? No. Well, when things were at their darkest, what did they do? They prayed and they sang hymns to God. They praised God. They were offering up the sacrifice of thanksgiving. They were saying, God, you're bigger than this situation. You're bigger than this darkness. You're bigger than these chains. I thank you, God, that you are my deliverer. You're my victory. You're going to turn this around for good. And they gave the sacrifice of thanksgiving, even at midnight. And they weren't keeping quiet either, because it says all the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake. And the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. So notice, Paul and Silas weren't waiting for God to do something 
before they thanked and praised God, they offered the sacrifice of thanksgiving, which is the last thing your flesh wants to do. That's why it's a sacrifice. But that's why it's a praise to God too, because you're doing it not on the basis of your feelings, not on the basis of your circumstances, not on the basis of what you can see, but simply on the basis of God's character, God's faithfulness, God's goodness. It's, it's an act of faith. And therefore, it pleases God greatly when you offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving. When you, everything seems to be going wrong for you, and you still say, thank you, God, you love me. Thank you, Lord, you're going to work this for good, uh, uh, that you're working. Then God is pleased with that. Notice, it's as they gave thanks, as they praised God in that total horrible situation, that opened the door. It opened a highway for God to move. And suddenly, there was an earthquake. Suddenly, all their chains fell off and they were free. And as a result, of course, the jailer and his household got saved. And so let me encourage you to offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. It says, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, confessing his name. Psalm 50, 23, let's go back to that original verse that tells us what happens when we do this. It says, whoever offers tauda, whoever offers the sacrifice of praise, glorifies me. That's the first reason you should do it. You are glorifying God. Even above your, what you see with your eyes, you glorify God. That's enough of a reason. But secondly, it says, and to him who does this, it says, he establishes a way. He, is, he opens up a way for God to move. He opens up a highway, a road, literally, through which God, God's trucks, can, can bring the answer. God's blessings can flow. You open up a channel, if you like, for God to move. It's, if you like, the response of faith that God's looking for, through which he can move, because he needs your free will. He needs your cooperation. He doesn't force himself on us. And so this is how we can cooperate with God. We offer our sacrifice of praise, we, gl we glorify him, and we open up a way. We establish a highway through which, he says, God will show, manifest the salvation of God. That's the, the manifested answer. And so it's not enough to pray and receive pray and receive the answer, we need to start thanking God that he is working, his purpose is out. <laughs>